Welcome to Local Sounds. back with the next installment of local sounds this is part two of our two-part sentient moss episode and today we have connor with us again but also again again but we have a very special guest that we really we really we could have used last time so we, we we brought him back we needed him and my 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 good friend matt balkovic is here he's my own personal jesus Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> How are you? How are you? It's good to see you. I've been better. I've been worse. Yeah, yeah. I Always. Mean, I think the all case. of us have. Yeah. <laughs> Always true. Connor, how are you? Am I in a dream right now? You might be. <laughs> You're back here in the same place. You've been here the whole time, actually. You've oh. never left. Yeah, you never. We left. drugged you and put day. you in the closet, <laughs> and we just woke you up. Cool. <laughs> oh, you've been fired, by the way. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're wondering where closet. you were. It's a good closet. So, you know, I definitely, now that we have Matt here, I definitely want to talk about certainly some of the songs that uh, you wrote most of um, that I like I two so far. I mean, I, I, I love both Oxymoron and 1999 in Columbia. So we're, we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, obviously, just full disclosure, Matt and I have known each other for, for a while. Quite some time. Um, quite some time. Well over 10 years at least. And, um, but... Not a lot of people know who you are. So, I mean, as far as <laughs> other people, that's the point I'm doing this podcast, right? It's so people can learn who you are as a human. So, uh, at tell us. Matt Bulk, that's all you yeah. need to know. Um, Check out, you know. <laughs> What's your gamer tag on Xbox, Matt? It's Sentient Moss 13. If you want to add me, I actually have a lot of games I enjoy playing in my free time. He does. <laughs> when I'm not writing. Two Senia Moss songs every four years. <laughs> there's there's some some space in between. I see. Yeah, yeah you can exactly. fill it up. So, fill up that resume, man. So yeah, at Matt Bulk and then Sentient Moss thirteen. Thank you for that. <laughs> Honestly, it's more. I can't important. believe there was twelve other Sentient Moss. I taken. host I host like a <laughs> nightly Xbox party. Like anytime oh, after yeah. midnight, like come over to my Xbox party. Wait, like to your home. No, no. Can I come? <laughs> you you could be anywhere in the I'm world. I'm going to sneak into your window now. And this is there we go. Yeah, okay. you're welcome to right. actually come by. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to kidnap you. So, we go. Matt, <laughs> when did you start playing music? This is something I definitely I don't know. So, I would say eight years old when we were in third grade, and it was like mandatory to play the like violin. violin. It's just like part yeah. of the curriculum. Yeah, it's a yeah. great idea. I have an old picture of me and my friend, uh, you guys know Nick Berardi. Of course. Uh, when we were in third grade. Yeah. <laughs> we're both like holding our violins with like huge and that's smiling the, that's the ear. first memory I have. Yeah. I went yeah. to Catholic school okay. so they just taught us how to pray instead of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, <laughs> I prefer an instrument. Okay. What's he yeah. singing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do what we say when we say it. <laughs> and Jesus Matt? Christ is my friend. So, okay, so eight, eight years old you're playing the violin and you're like you know what and, and then they gave you the option in fourth and fifth grade yes. to do either band or orchestra did you go to old mill i went to allenwood it's allenwood oh, yeah. you boy yeah another allenwood i've well, we, we known each other for probably like 20 years but yeah. we, we grew up like friends right until less than a mile <laughs> away <laughs> right yeah. okay yeah. all right so i mean you know how the different 
age like I didn't know you growing up sure. either, even though we were, were in the same yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 same friends yeah. Yeah. I just like wasn't paying attention like I think like in high school yeah. I was just like hey what's up like just kind of <laughs> yeah. like looking around figuring it out I just like Learning didn't how I was, like, to be a human yeah. Yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still don't know where the fucking so, A-hallway <laughs> so it was fourth fifth grade did violin um at around I think okay so this is a, another cool story that uh has to do with what you asked it's uh, October 2003, I can cite as another important event because I saw the movie School of Rock. And <laughs> okay. So my, good. My dad had an uh, ovation acoustic in his office, and I'm pretty sure I knew like single note version of Iron Man and Smoke on the Water. Same. Like, oh my God. Smoke on the Water. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. It's same. very. That's how you learn rhythm. It's how you learn. It's kind of like the first. Do you remember who taught you Smoke on the Water? Why is that the song? It just is. Why? So easy. Yeah. How does everybody know though? Like, it doesn't matter who you are. It's like your uncle Greg. He's like, you should learn smoke on the water. Like, you're yeah. like, oh, I don't. Okay, yeah, I, guess I gave it. lessons to like one per, like eh, a couple people, but like a long time ago, one kid in particular. First thing I taught him, smoke on the water. <laughs> I wonder. You're doing it right then. You're a good teacher. Yeah, we've all. <laughs> thank God for smoke. If smoke on the water didn't exist, no one would be musicians. <laughs> Music would have ended after what Deep about, Purple. Uh, that White Stripe song was another one. Um, I never learned that. Seven, Seven Nation, Nation Army. Army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that was the one. Classic. <laughs> Those were the first two. Songs. That was another new song was called. I was doing because it came I was just out like, yeah, like White right Stripes. Yeah, cool. Yeah. When I was that young. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And, and then, um, so me and my buddy Kevin Kozan went to see mm-hmm. School of Rock, and then I had that was like I'm pretty sure it came out October third, two thousand three. I turned eleven October thirteenth, two thousand three, and so in that span of time, I had gotten home from seeing the movie and was like. Oh, I want a guitar so bad, please, please. So 11th yeah, yeah. birthday, parents hooked me up with a nice like crate starter pack. Yeah, we were just talking about that with uh, yeah, yeah. The with starter Erica. pack, yeah, super essential. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely, all we all started there. Yeah. We all did, yeah. And <laughs> and then so me and Kevin picked up guitars together, had played together. You know, we were we did. White Bus was the uh, band oh, name yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. day. We got a lot of slack yeah. for that. I remember and it's you guys. Funny. I, I wish we were on like purple bus or green bus or something like that. <laughs> Wait, what was the we slack? We were so about? innocent. The slack was so like, was oh, the, the white bus. Like, in yeah. The school that yeah, because the schools <laughs> just, were. Like, yeah, the buses were colored. Of the school bus. I was yeah, on the yeah, purple is... bus. That was in middle yeah, see, school, exactly. right? You guys, you guys played at the uh, at the. Um, I remember you guys. I remember you guys playing. We arrived at the talent show. I remember. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you guys. I remember like your name. Yeah. Well, so in middle school, I had done my sixth grade performance and we even had Chris Calabrese who plays yeah. with Brian Perino sure. in Grin and Bear yes. which is kind of I'm technically all, I shout out to I Brian played, I mean I was yeah, we, we all love him and, and he's the reason why Senia Moss exists probably in the uh, first yeah. place seriously yeah. Like, Brian? yeah Brian Perino Zach Henry like you know me and Connor were just on the sidelines watching yeah, yeah. our buddies bands it's so, like, let's that is so hard to so just touch myself is that so hard to believe like, though yeah, like you two are <laughs> such incredible guitarists yeah it's like what sideline were you on well, guess, like uh, we're, I'm gonna put you in the game guys isn't that right? funny yeah, yeah, yeah it's ridiculous well but I love yeah. also I just love the motivation like our, we're, I was talking about recently like our town as like a group of friends yeah. we've, we've been like motivating each other so with music especially like every Everybody who's been writing since we were 13 is like still doing it yeah. like in their late 20s and awesome. now into their 30s seriously. and it's it's really and, and cool thing like, yeah and they're doing it it's not it's not yeah. just like I remember yeah, thinking yeah. when I was around 
21 years old, getting close to the end of college and thinking, this is it. This is the last time. I remember we played a talent Shout show. out York, PA, by York, the way. York, Pennsylvania. York College. Shout out to Pike Apisai. We, we were in these, I had these, <laughs> I had these uh, talent shows, right? And Timmy Maluli was, went to college with me and so did Brendan Maluli and we were musicians. Can you, can you give me their nicknames actually? So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can we go through the poke, Pokemon Timmy's, names for me? Go ahead. Timmy's nickname was Gator. Yeah, yeah. that's silly. <laughs> Brendan's nickname was Dino. Even sillier. Gator don't play that shit. Yeah, not exactly why that. Jimmy's. Always wearing Jimmy's. Jimmy's. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, and we would play these talent shows, and we won three years in a row. And, what was your set list? And every <laughs> good call. So the first, the first time we played, we played was this Dan Slide or... by the Goo Goo Dolls, which since then I've played probably a hundred thousand times. Iconic so song. It's... and we played the best top ten of all time by the Starting Line. <laughs> and then uh, the second year we played a medley where we started with We Found Love. We're by Rihanna. Rihanna that of was like, really popular. It was 2010. Yep. We went into pop punk version. Obviously, we went into oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. From there, we went into TikTok by uh, Kesha. By Kesha, yeah. the, the the good TikTok, not the, the pop queen. whatever yeah. bitch TikTok. Rihanna, Katy Perry, Kesha. The nowadays. good TikTok. Yes, the good TikTok. I didn't know there was a good one. There's a song. There's another song called TikTok, it's isn't there? Well, there's an app. There's, there's a worse thing a worse There's another song called TikTok also. Nah, cash it. And it's on the clock. These kids. The, the hook of it is like, whoa, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we, from, I'm that, yelling, from that, we went into... Uh, yeah. yes. Timber? Yes. I went into Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> from that, I went to... We went to so many apps. <laughs> somehow we went to Jumper by Third Eye Blind after that, and then Wonderwall. Smooth transition. And then back into We Found Love. If you were to watch the video, there were... Yo, I'm taking notes, by the way, because... Yes, yeah, that's the best medley of all time. It's great. No wonder great. you won the talent show. Yeah. I can't imagine Trust anyone else. Year. And then the second, and then the last year that we played, we did another like medley-esque song where we started with fucking Thrift Shop because that was another popular song around that time. We just wanted to win. Is that Mike Lamore? Yes, Mike right. Lamore. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> Michael. Michael. I love Michael, Michael Lamore. Yes, Michael Lamore. Yeah. Good man. And um, then we went into... Uh, a Thousand Miles because we had Nick Brardy playing the piano. Vanessa Carlton? Yes, yeah. by Vanessa Carlton. And then we went to Beat It, which... which Fall Out Boy we, version? We, we, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I even did the... And I even did a pinch. Ooh. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was my shining moment. And you can hear the pinch really well in the video. I'm like, yeah. It's oh, like that is like a the, shining probably moment. Probably like one of like Dude. five pinches. Because at that time, at that time you were probably not like pinch on command. No, definitely not. Definitely not. It was a big gamble. Yeah. Because you don't need to do it anymore. That's yeah, why. Yeah. All right. No one needs to pinch. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that was fun. But um, why did I start talking about because that? Because we were talking about how this group of people in this community are. We're still so, so heavily involved. At in every music. single awesome. one of those talent shows, I at, in the beginning of each show, it just became a joke where. I would be like, I'm, I think this might be the last show I'm ever gonna play because I really thought it was gonna be. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking be in bands after this, which like, is so a, smart because it makes job. people show up. Yeah, it's good point. It's last show, gotta go. Yeah. To his yeah. next but last. By the third one, everybody one. was like, "You've said that the last two times." You, yeah. dude, the oh, Rolling Stones been doing out. that for 15 oh. years. They're like final tour, 1985, yeah. and they I just saw them in 2018. Like, so now exactly. every time, yeah, now every time that one of my fraternity brothers comes to one of my shows, they're always like, "Oh, is this your last show?" And I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> if you that just shows that. they love you. Know, the show yeah. is called The Last Show. Yes. That's what the oh. show itself Tonight's band is playing The Last the Show. Finale. Yes, in, in, indeed. But, um, yeah, I mean, so it's like our, our group of people that we grew up with are definitely 
mean, we just grew up from such a musical area to begin with. And I mean, that's why I do, yeah. that's why we started this podcast to begin with, because it's just very musically inclined. And you guys all have like your stories, like how you got there. And, yeah. and I love, again, like I, I say this every single time, I'm going to stop saying this. I actually, I probably won't. I love how like the Grin and Bear halogens, then you guys, and then like everybody's from the same cloth, you know? And like, yeah. and there's this, there's this connection, there's this community and it's awesome. Um, really Brian really got me into like and I know I yeah. I took a you know do my own band thing and you know you like I said this to Erica last episode like listening to new music feels like work for some reason yeah. you're like you're like do I oh, I don't know if I have time yeah. like of then, course and yeah. then 36 yeah. seconds in you're like I fucking love it. why, was, why I, was I like anxious right? about this it's like, <laughs> and like we constantly pa- compound these ang- anxieties yeah. that don't exist yeah. like, and especially about music I don't know why it's so difficult same, to listen bro. to a song dude <laughs> same. same especially like I always feel that when I tell people this when they recommend me something I'm like just to warn you when I get recommended something for whatever reason, like I end up not going back to it. Even if I do do the initial yeah. listen to yeah. it, I just don't do go it back. to like give them a review. Sure. You know what, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's for them. It's not like yeah. you're actually doing it for yourself at that point, yeah. too. So I think maybe do, I get caught in that loop. Does anybody ever be like, yo, listen to this song, and they go to play it, and you're like, no, no. Yeah. I don't listen to songs like that. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm not going to give you my live interpretation of how I feel about well, this song. Exactly, like, especially yeah. if you're not open to it. No, it's like, either you're actively seeking new music, like as in as a way. I mean, I've always been like that. My dude, palette That's for music yeah. is huge. Yeah. And so I can talk to metal heads and I can mm. talk to jazz heads. You know, actually, less. Yeah. Jazz. I like the sound of jazz. I just am not. I don't get it. it. I got to tell you, it. Matt, when when you. So so I wrote this down how. I remember the first time you told me that you were starting Sentient Moss and it was on Pat Crowley's porch. And I don't remember why. I was like there for. It was like random why I was there and you just happened because you were. You, I think you, were, you might have been there, there for a little time, while maybe, at the time. Yeah. And I remember you saying, yeah, we're starting this original band. It's going to be really good. And then when I, and then I went to your, either your first or second gig and I hadn't listened to you guys yet. And when I saw it, it was just not anything like what I expected. Not that I expected. Was that the Manasquan House show? Is that? No. Okay. Actually. Like Brian's? Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The house they had, Brian, Gavin, Will. Yeah. The full band one though. Because you guys had like yeah. a full band show there, right? Yeah. Then yeah, there was, yeah, then yeah, there yeah. was acoustic gigs there, too. It was like us, Toy Cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I so, love those guys. Those guys are awesome. Oh, yeah. Dude, Toy, Toy Cars are awesome. awesome. I'm going to here for sure. Uh, he, oh, uh, they, oh, they followed us on Instagram the other day. Oh, I so can get it. also listen to his other projects. I'm going to reach out to them. Who is no. this? Still Hungry? Is this Toy Cars? The same guy? Right there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. So I um. But all of them, too. They played our CD release show. All the whole band. At House of Independence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I never met them. I was there. Oh, were you? Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for coming. <laughs> 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 I, like, I, didn't, I didn't even know you at the time. Like, yeah, that's I know, crazy. Right? We didn't even meet at that point. Um, right? I, yeah, I, uh, they played for us at House of Independence, and they were like, the sweet, like, oh my God, like the nicest dudes. It's like, you know, yeah. like, so you know, like, especially like, they were just so, so sweet. Nice. Like, I was like, yeah, guys, so then Halogen nice. played after them, which is, I got yeah. them on personally because I was like, I got to get, get my boys on. <laughs> oh, yeah, there, yeah, of course. Yeah, my yeah, my point, though, Matt, is like, I didn't expect what your music was going to be like because you have such a wide palette of music. I mean, you play in a cover band too. Exactly. You know that. And you, you, I've seen you I play get down everything. With the jam and I've played with you a couple yeah. times too. So like we've played everything from rap songs to, Oh, well, to, when it, yeah, when it comes to, to the cover, to the cover band, stuff, like, obviously one of the reasons obviously. why I enjoy it so much is because I can just dive into being a punk guitarist for yeah. three songs in a row sure. and all of a sudden like throwing something funky yeah. on top of a mm-hmm. hip hop track or so yeah just having that 
wide range to and and going back to listening to new music all the time that's just i think where my palette comes from is always wanting to i don't i don't know what it comes down to it really is just something i <laughs> like toot my own horn feel very open-minded when yeah. it comes to all different types of music you, you have like a thirst for it yeah, um, yeah and exactly. that's like a, that's a that's the word like i use for like cinema like i'm a huge film guy and like even though know, I chose music, it's now yeah. I, for some reason I direct myself in that direction. But like you have a, a, a you know like a common thirst for new music, which is only going to help you as a performer does, yeah, and exactly. as a guitarist. You know, yeah. like the more things you open yourself to, the more you're gonna. And you are one of the op- most open-minded people I've ever met. Um, I literally said you're my own personal Jesus when you walked in. <laughs> you you literally look like him, and you yeah. have somewhat of the same chi. <laughs> exactly. I knew Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, 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 yeah. said that instead of Zach. That's what I'm yes. going for. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you said this. Wow. That's wait. Amazing. What? Wait, is that Zach walked during Zach's interview? Like he walked in. He's like, uh, like during literally right when Dan pressed play. Or record. So, so we're like, gonna. I just want to thank you for calling me Jesus. <laughs> dude, he's so funny. So he's, he's, he's such so good, a yeah. weird So we're talking to him again tomorrow. Comedy. Dude, he's good, because, man. Because we, yeah, his episode was kind of like the sound was not very good, and now Seamus is with us like full time, so it was just. And I know his record really his well, again. so yeah. I'd like to discuss with him. So, uh, well, so I'm gonna definitely bring that up to him. <laughs> Shouts out, Zach. Yeah, he's practicing a comedy gig on the side. Is At he? Least in my really? Head. I feel like he is. <laughs> Me and Dan, I, I, he never like says he is it. Yeah, yeah, dude, I feel like he is. But like, are those moments really in, like you're in, you're in social like in like you're actual? On your and, are you? Or, is it? Yeah, like is this a bit, dude? Yeah, like you. Is this a bit right now? Like I. That's all he does. Everything's a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Effortless, Amazing. too. Yeah. Because yeah, he looks up to comedians as writers. Me, too, man. Right. Well, me, me too, man. Oh, me too. They're, they're, yeah, they're yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but so many yeah, of them. he really, like, I feel like, you know, no, I have I a, locked into that. Such a love like, for comedic awesome. writing. Dude, it's very I, similar. Incredible. Like, oh, absolutely. Well, it's social commentary. You know, like, it's just your outlook on what's going on. And that's, I mean, musical form involves a lot more context. Yeah. A lot more, like, around the bush but uh yeah, in comedy yeah. it's like right through your throat which yeah. i really appreciate that oh yeah um sure, yeah. and even like rap has been to me i've been on this weird rap thing like mm. it's never been part of my my inner feelings and i finally like it's starting to make sense like, like the poetry like so, what's one artist <laughs> I don't, it's embarrassing like little dicky all right i nice. know he's funny well, i know you, but that's like, why you brought up com- you were comedy with rap and like yeah. how he involves mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. to to create this completely new fan base right. of people who thought like he's it's like ironic rap thinking it's anti-rap but now people who like ironic rap now like rap because it's actual rap yeah. so it's like that's his plan right well, his it's freestyles like freestyles are awesome they're amazing his actual talent 100%. other than his but he hilarity. brings you in like he brings he brings people in that would never have ever been at the front door if it wasn't for his comedy slash just personality and actually he's so talented yeah, the yeah. second he hits it you're like oh dude this guy knows exactly what he's doing yeah. if you ever get the chance to watch the show it's really 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 good <laughs> the show? yeah I did it's oh you watch the whole thing? yeah how good was it? oh yeah. my god like, I feel I feel weird like it's like Lil Dicky, like I feel like I associate with him with things where I'm like, man, I shouldn't listen to Lil Dicky. <laughs> like you feel out of place. Like, yeah, yeah. In in PC, well, I think specifically because he had like Chris Brown in a video. And stuff. So that was an All interesting that decision. That yeah. was an interesting I wonder, decision. like, if it's like something I was surprised he's doing by it that. to like. No, I don't think I think that was him just attaching to a name. Yeah, yeah. to get yeah. some to get you know to get eventually the television show. Somewhere, get the yeah. show. I mean, because that that was a lot of people brought that up to me when I bring him up. Brought yeah. brought it up to me. Right. Brought in is not a word. I say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I watched the show too. Yeah. And oh man, like the, the I love the ending with Sway because he's a, he's like a tough guy yeah. when it comes to those like those rap like those freestyle. You know, he's like 
he shoves it down your throat. Yeah, he like yeah. he puts a lot of pressure on you. I don't really like him, <laughs> but I think that's a poor this way is of sway in the morning. Yes, and He's I think funny. I, I like his. Stuff. I think it's a he wears the no, hat, no 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 no. Right? I'm sorry I'm sorry sorry. I've, I'm completely talking crap by the wrong person. Charlemagne. Charlemagne oh, yeah, the God the, he's bald, is that what he yeah. calls himself? Yeah, he yeah that. not a fan of that pretentious. Oh, that's he's name. definitely God. way harsher. Dude, he like he sets these guys up to like feel like shit right before they perform. It's like, all right, dude, are you are you helping? Rise above, baby. Exactly, are you helping the creative flow <laughs> no, or are you yeah. hurting it? Like, what is your job <laughs> to like police this shit? But he he goes on that and that's the last scene. And he's yeah, like, right. here's he's like, you sure you want to rap in front of eight million people? Eight million people are gonna think you're whack. And he's like, or they're gonna or not? You know, he's like, and he goes <laughs> into it. You know, it's like and yeah. that ending where he like cultural appropriation they bring up yeah. um, about like him his hype man being Gator yeah. being one of his best friends who suffers from bipolar which was such yeah. a cool uh, that was a great storyline they yeah. really did a great, great job with that and all yeah. those guys are actual his real friends which is oh word I yeah know Gator's yeah, his sure. real hype man and L is his real um, producer oh, uh, they know each other since they were kids shit they actually watched School of Rock together, and they were inspired <laughs> yeah, to write exactly. Dave. Oh, yeah, God. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Matt. That's all it takes. Just That's like, all it takes. Just like it was so Jack many Black. people. So... He had no idea, too. I, I have... I mean, maybe what, he Black? did when he was given that script. I don't really don't even know the backstory of it, but I'm sure he did not expect to influence a generation so many people, of musicians. They yeah. He hired out a, a mm. band to play that last song, to perform that last song. And they, I heard this story. He just ha- happened to be in a club. Well, and he procrastinated. Because he was worried about performing the last and he, song. And he heard it, and he was like, can I... I yeah, you know, can you guys write so this for me? he got the rights. Yeah. So exactly. they created these guys. Like, these guys are no names, but they're collecting those royalties every single week, which is, you know, that's awesome. That Jack, that's that's insane, something yeah. Jack Black would do. You know, go outside of the that's, the that's the goal for all of us, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Make money at some point. <laughs> Especially because if I were making money off of music... I would do music more, not oh. even for the money part, no. but just yeah. so just I literally had more time. So you could live, yeah. You know, like, oh, I can afford my own There's a, studio. There's now. an Asbury musician that, I mean, I don't know too much about it. I'm just kind of mm. speaking loosely here. But works for something like Rock Nation, is a songwriter professionally. His name is Chad, Chad Sabo uh, in the Cold Seas, if you've heard that band. Uh, yeah, I've heard of the band. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so either way, Asbury musician and his song got picked up by Rihanna. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a dream, man. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, so and some people are just—I mean, Connor specifically. When we're sitting at the table with, he's the prime songwriter of Sentient Moss, and in the uh, if we're keeping score in the past <laughs> couple of years, it's my two songs to his seventeen or eighteen. Oh, well, sure, I'm you guys, you guys a... all contribute though. It's it's exactly, it's, and that's pretty it's... rare in any band where you guys are all yeah. kind of contributing. But so so you should things. you should definitely uh, just sell your songs to other people if you do. Oh, yeah, no, end up I mean, writing more. You yeah. just be like, here, have the song. Here, five bucks. Yeah. And then, five bucks, any, and then if it goes uh, anywhere, I will happily. I will happily be your first customer Royalty. if you want to yeah, write yeah, me I'll some songs. You, I'll play you a G chord for the only bucks. thing is, is that when you write them, they can't be as difficult as the song. You have to be as difficult for a novice well, like me. To be honest, I go back and forth on that, myself on that all the time, especially when it comes to like, oh, in the future, if I have some sort of more free time, maybe even not then, but like. Um, like maybe even just in general, but I go back and forth with myself of, you know, having Moss, but then also setting up like some of my biggest influences are just like singer songwriters. Yeah. Like, like who? Of course. My biggest, I mean, I think we talked about it last time. My biggest is Ben Bridwell from Ben of Horses. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba, 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 what an alliteration. But yeah, no, like their songs are just a couple chords, but the way he writes lyrics, the way he writes lyrics. So we were talking about Pine Grove, same thing. Yeah, Pine Grove too, yeah. 
I can't stop listening to that band. <clears throat> yeah, like, I just it's been dude three years. And I even just... our, even local bands. I mean, Halogens, yep. Grand Bear. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have ever heard of Man Dancing, oh Steve, dude, we've right. we discussed we've so discussed good. them so much. Steve, if you're listening to this, yeah, please. I, I keep reaching to out to you, on. and you keep saying you're gonna get back to me, and then you never get back to me. So <laughs> get back to me. <laughs> Steve, He's calling know, you out. We know the material, Steve. I love your music, and my wife is obsessed with your music. Also, I so think we're gonna she might want to marry it. you instead of instead of me. I don't know why. So it'll yeah. just be a stroke fest. You come here, <laughs> we'll stroke you good, good and long for an hour, and yes, you get to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like I, I, yeah, I go back and forth myself with that that idea of like you know really intentionally writing songs that like yeah. aren't supposed to be complicated. Like, sure. Really trying to focus on it's lyrics like and stuff. Steep- Even with Moss, I think I'm heading in that direction a little. And that's gotta be tough because you guys yeah, are so I do want to keep our like, I mean, sound, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so. I mean, the, the the funny thing about like just singer-songwriters who do like D's, C's, and G's and it's still the best song you've ever heard. Exactly. And you're like, how yeah. did you do this? Yeah, like, yeah, dude. How did not another melody enter your brain no that's already existed? You guys listen to Phoebe Bridgers at all? No. Oh, Phoebe. Oh, oh my God. Bridgers? Yeah. Yes, she oh, is yeah, incredible. Dude. I love yeah. her and, uh, uh, give me her name, Julian Baker. Julian Baker. And they have a group together. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the group? Um, They're I don't know why so I can't think of it. They're so good. Burgers? <laughs> Boy Genius. Boy Genius. God. Boy with, genius. with Lucy Dacus as yes, well. Yes, yes. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Dacus or Dacus? I think it's I think it's Dacus. I think it's Dacus. Right. She's amazing too. Um they have a song that called is such Me a and My crazy Dog. Three. Oh song? yeah. That's dude, hers, I've I think, cried. on that, on I have that EP. It's like Phoebe wrote that. Swear, one. Dude, like they I'm, all wrote one song. You ever heard that song, Dan? No. This song is the so most great. beautiful thing. I dude, I've bawled I've been in the car crying my eyes out that song. Like it is heavy. Yeah, singer songwriters like that. Actually recently, speaking of like of getting into hip hop more and stuff, I listened to Namdi's album recently. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so that because uh, it's not it's like bordering on so many different that's genres. But they're like so they're everything. Great. Right, right, yeah. right. I like to hear that. Like yeah. I like to hear more. It's well, that's one. And I was like, I was like, oh, I love Logic too. And somebody's like, you just like white rappers. I was like, shit. Hey. I was like, I guess I gotta like. I didn't that even think about that. Like I didn't even think about like, not. I'm a I really um, I think he's Jewish. Really one of the <laughs> only. <laughs> so it's like too white. Um, the, the whitest. I was into <laughs> in college. I used to be into me and my friends were into Odd Future. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah, you guys, you guys yeah, know like great. Tyler the Creator. Yeah, Tyler Creator's great. Yeah, um, for sure. So like, I mean, they're really good. Joe gets huge influence from Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Like, if you listen to Joe's solo stuff, it's like no, oh, I can no, totally I haven't. Actually, I think it's just a coincidence. Actually, you think? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know Tyler. <laughs> no, I'm messing around. I'm messing <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna. Say, yeah, no, I'm just. I'm so gullible. I'm so gullible. No, no. I was like, no, you told me. I just remember like the album from was it. What's t- this year, 2020? So it was more, last year's album, More right? recently, yeah. Yeah, that was like one of Joe's favorite of the year, I remember, so. Man, yeah. we, I hope- Actually, speaking of which, quick plug-in, I told Joe that maybe we could do the phone thing oh, definitely. for two seconds. I was so. just about to say. If we could we, do that in a few. I was about to ask yeah. if we can get him. That'd should, be great. Should I just do it right now? Yeah. Might I mean, as well. Yeah, We're here. talking about him. Um, we got all different Dude, he's, I mean, jeez. I, I wish I could meet him in person because I, I We're really We're going to talk about your songs, Matt. Don't worry. Joe is... I got questions. Did you oh did you learn the you that, came prepared? Nice. Did you oh, learn that right song at the now. end of uh, um, School Rock? Did you ever learn, learn it? that song? Yeah, dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 yeah dun. Of course. Dude, me and Pat Crowley, <laughs> we we recorded that song in my basement. It's like one of the first ones we ever recorded. Was oh that no song. way! Yeah, it was that song? Yeah. yeah. Yo, what's CL has tried that. Yeah, cool. Oh look, on the air right hey. now. Hey. Um, yeah, make me make me famous. We're making you famous, bro. We're right now. How are you, Joe? Thank you for coming on via the phone. I'm on the phone. We're talking. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're talking about your your rap project right now. 
Okay. Um, now, tell us whether or not you're influenced by Tyler, the creator, because Matt seems to think that it's a coincidence. Everyone's influenced by Tyler, the creator. Everyone. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so, you... <laughs> How, how do you have time to play? Because you play in Sentia Moss, you play in Thank You Scientists, you have this rap project. You have another project too, right? I, uh, I can't think of UFO it. UFO Tofu. Him UFO, and Nigel UFO and Tofu. UFO Tofu. How do you, how do you yeah, find many, any time to do projects. any of this stuff? What'd you say? How do you find any time to do any of this stuff? Well, I don't have a job. <laughs> that Music is a job. Is life. <laughs> that's, 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 I guess, the big one. You have six um, jobs. And I just sit in my sit in my room all day and make music, and occasionally leave my room to, to make music with my friends. That's very good. So, are you? And that, that's that's the extent of my life. <laughs> we learned the last time that we talked to Connor that um that you like I had no idea that you that you played other instruments and that you wrote um um oh my goodness why can't I think of it uh, I wrote two two uh or songs on each of the Sentia Moss Unit Zero albums. right Unit Zero yes. That is my song. In Crawl Space. And Crawl Space on the, uh, the last record. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Did, did you, for for um, for Unit Zero, I'd always heard that you, did you just write all the drums for that first? Or did you just kind of like have it in your head, like what you were going to do? No, I just wrote it, on, wrote it on guitar. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, and bass and drums it's like, and vocals. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote it and then... Um, figured out the drum parts after that standard the classic way the classic way <laughs> the old fashioned way just like Johnny yeah, Cash the, the tried and true way I know there's some people that claim they write songs by doing drums first but that's never worked for me oh damn yeah I don't even yeah or like bass and drums first and then yeah kind of Nitro, do, you de- do you describe yourself as a drummer first or is it as a songwriter first uh, probably as a drummer, as a drummer, I mean, it's like, I've been playing drums longer than I've been, uh, writing songs. Okay, yeah. Alright. So, chron- chronologically, it makes sense, but I'm, you know, I, uh, lately it feels like I don't play drums enough to be called a drummer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's what most, it's like, you know, it's, it doesn't really matter what I think, it's what, what, uh, most people see me as a drummer, which is, which is like, cool, and then when they figure out I do other things then uh that's just that's icing on the cake and then they're like oh wait he he makes uh weird electronic music and and can play guitar really awfully and uh <laughs> can, knows, knows how to use auto-tune that's there pretty cool <laughs> multi-talented yeah. um i have one i have one story for you very quickly and then i'm gonna let you go um the story is, and Matt was there also, is I, when I went to, I don't know if you remember when I played with you guys when you were in Changing Lanes, the cover band yes. at Bar A, and, yes. and somebody said something, and the first time I ever heard the word lit came out of your mouth. What? <laughs> yeah, he's ahead of the curve. The he invented it. He invented it. You were like, it. dude, that was so lit. And I was like, I have literally never heard that before. <laughs> I am not cool at all. It's, and then it, uh, and then that was from, I mean, judging by the lit, chron- uh, the, like the uh, etymology of lit, that must have been like 2015 or something. Yes, yeah. It was something was like ever- that. Yeah, around dude, there, 2015, wait, Joe, in, in that case, Joe, what is, what is the word we should be saying now for something cool? Yeah, like, what's, what's the cool word? You're asking me right now 
<laughs> the newest phrase, please. I mean, it's yeah. not live radio. I mean, is it that Nork Flex or what? Uh, I think it's Newark Flex. <laughs> Are we saying Newark? I mean, Are you saying Nork or Newark? Yeah, Newark. Like Newark, but uh, I mean, we were trying to make Las Vegas Girth was kind of trying to uh, LVG baby. It could have been the next the next lit. I mean, Girth. I don't think it caught on. <laughs> really long. We we came was, up with that a little. We talked about that a little bit last yeah, time, it was but like not literally a joke in the studio during our first album. Like yeah. Joe okay, would do right, a take right, that right. sounded great, and I'd be like, "Yo, baby, that sounded like that Las Vegas girl." <laughs> and like that was it. That's it just it, it just stuck. Yeah, perfect. That's the best way. Exactly. I think the the rule should be that we have to come up with the, the uh, title for the next album while Connor is tracking vocals. That's a very good point. That, I, was, I, was, I was trying well, to get you guys to do that this past weekend. <laughs> that's always when the that's always when the hype the most hype. Uh, Exclamations come out. <laughs> yeah. Was uh, Joe? Were, were you recording this past weekend too? Yes. Yes. How 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 did that go? In your opinion, it's heard it went really well. It was amazing. Awesome. I mean, it's like we uh, truly everyone is is you know we just it just happens and we happen to work with like one of the best engineers I've ever yeah shout out to Adam so, like, it's Mr. Adam Chihoski at Timber Studios yeah and it's like it's ridiculous he just made it sound so good. Awesome. Yeah, he's I've I really want, would like to have him in here soon and I really would like to have you in here in person at some point too whenever yeah. you feel comfortable. And yeah. um yeah, man. I thanks so much for taking our call. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. I will uh I look forward to to listening to it when it comes out. Awesome. And you guys and can hear all the hear all the mean things you guys say about me. <laughs> <laughs> just it's just Connor and Matt saying mean things about you. All right, that's good. They're a lot. No, it's 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 all good. Thanks, man. Thanks, Joe. Have a good one. Thanks, Joe. Bye, baby. I'll leave your ass later, baby. <laughs> Beep. Oh, Joey, Uncle Joey. <laughs> Again, how many times are we gonna bring up Uncle Joey? Every, Every episode. Because I'm in the basement. And I'm a musician, so I'm Uncle Joey. <laughs> so, and at are least you I get a full house, Uncle Joey. Yeah. <laughs> And then I found out that he he went down on on Alanis Morissette in a theater. So oh, the song, the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. So I got Alanis Morissette in my I, horizon. I like Alanis. <laughs> Wait, what Wait what's happening? <laughs> you know, like that Alanis Morissette so, <laughs> set song where she like uh, she, she has Would a song. Would she go down on you uh, oh, in, in the, the theater? theater. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you were referencing that with. Uncle Joey. Yeah, so apparently that people think that song's about Uncle it's Joey. It's also it's Uncle Jesse is the musician. Mm, wait, no. Well, Uncle Joey's the comedian. The comedian downstairs. But he right, lives yeah, in the right, base. Right. But Uncle Joey. Yeah, are you really getting like Connor's like get it right, Seamus? I I know what I wasn't. I think because I wasn't included in the laugh, I'm like, why am I understanding? What were their last names? Was it what were their last names? Jesse Consopolis. Yeah, since you know so much. What? And Joey Gladstone. Yeah, yeah. And Danny Tanner. Or, you know, of course. I don't. I love I've never house. seen a single. Up. That's. And you know what? I, I watch all of Fuller House too. So damn, son. Get at well, me. You that you was a waste of time. Meets World, bro. No. no. Oh my <laughs> god. Did you happen to I catch? I saw one a, episode. That is sad. That makes me sad. Pants off, dance off, anywhere in between. Dude, that. pants off, dance off. I feel yeah, my own versions. Jody Sweet was the host. See, I see. I know Full House. I just got confused where the joke was. There wasn't really a joke. No, I was. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about <laughs> Matt's songs. 
Jesus. I hate my sense. I want to talk about some of that songs here because uh, I really like them. No, and... Connor's really good at making other Wait. people laugh, but he's not good at laughing at other people. Okay. When they well, should. Just that's a funny. <laughs> I'm not good at laughing. What a douche, at bro. I only you laugh. Can you, can when you I'm cue playing the FIFA 12 soundtrack? That's Brazo. You know, with like every, it's like almost it's like every band's so basically fun, but you, they're not. You both like, would yeah. love this. You asked how <laughs> recording <laughs> went this past yeah, yeah. weekend. Yeah, all, yeah, all pulsy. All like, yep. So Connor drove me to the studio both days. He picked me up on the farm, and then we went to <laughs> Bayonne. Okay. On the farm. I get in the car. Was this on the second day? Saturday, this is yeah. this is a uh, vocal Sunday. day Sunday. I get in the car, and he was already listening to. Was it? I play. I press play on the thing again. Yeah, I, I he he started it over yeah. for me, like yeah. what he was already listening to on the way. Mm-hmm. He starts it over. It's the opening song to FIFA 12. <laughs> and he looks at Escapey me. He looks by at me and he goes, in Helsinki. What's it called? Escapee is the song name. Architecture in Helsinki. Is I'm surprised band. I don't know that because I'm surprised. I so so he pr- he presses play. I get in the car. And he looks at me and he goes, Brazo Italy. <laughs> he tells me why this is relevant. Like him and his brother were playing FIFA 15 while listening to, to FIFA 12, 12 which soundtrack. Is, is amazing. I get it. I get it's it. the best soundtrack, it. dude. What are you going to do? But you can't so, shy away Razo's not even an Italian word. It's, it's not. not. I looked it's it up. Not. I tried looking it up. Yeah. It Dave, it. Dave thought he heard someone say that in middle school one time, that exact phrase. And so since then, he was just like, is that a soccer thing? Like, because the kid wow. was playing soccer in middle school. The kid was playing soccer and he yelled, like, what sounded like Brazo <laughs> Italy. So Dave's like, oh, is that a thing? <laughs> oh, it must be a soccer so thing. So, yeah. thing. And, yeah. and it doesn't even mean anything. Oops. So guess what we listened to all day on the way to the studio? FIFA 12 times. We it actually arrived. Uh, the, the, yeah, well, of course. It got you this in the zone why. to record I mean, vocals. Also got we know this. What is, uh, see, I'm, I'm out of the, What is on the FIFA 12 soundtrack? Oh, nothing you know. Honestly, oh, yeah, no, just no, yeah. no, no stuff yeah. you know probably. Yeah, you oh got some God. group love on there. Okay, you got some uh, naked and famous on there. I don't know either of those. I don't. Know <laughs> There's a song with Robert Smith from The Cure on there. Well, that's cool. It's a great song. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. Continue. It sounds so like you him. To that the he whole just, time? you know, you could tell it's him. And right, right when we got to the studio, Joe called us that he broke down half an hour back. Like mo- emotionally? Car oh, oh, his car. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was crying. I just don't think I could show <laughs> up. We had, a t- we had a literally too good. <laughs> we pulled up to the studio and he told us that. And so we had to go a half an hour back onto the turnpike and then a half an hour back to the studio. Ugh. And then so Joe we like himself had to drive back again with my car to make oh, sure he was there back. when his car got yep. towed. Oh, my God. And then drive back again. Ooh, what a nightmare. That's so, like, me playing that soundtrack kept our moods up a little yep. bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't the whole soundtrack. It was just the first five or six Yeah, tunes. it was like the first seven. Oh, and then I would and skip a couple. The and... first time he asked me, he was like, is it cool if I start it over again? I'm like, dude, whatever you need to the get moment it's your, your day. Those, those it's your day. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. And then, then it goes. <laughs> That's when it goes. All right, we got to plug, yeah, plug that in, too. I know the hives and they were Portugal great. the Man. Hey, and that's also great. And the Strokes, and the strokes are on there, too. Yeah. The Strokes are on there, yeah. too. We never made it to those songs. Maybe uh, Foster yeah. the People's on there too. Foster the People's on there too. Uh, are okay, they? Okay. Uh, Portugal the Man's on there. Yep. When they were good. That's All right. Good. It was old, old right. Portugal the Man. So back, I just thought you guys to, would back enjoy to your that. Music. Back to your FIFA music. FIFA 12. Check it out. Wait, we but really we gotta like make sure we kill that song. Though. I want that. <laughs> oh yes, yes, we will. Yeah, whatever that is. I definitely. I said it. Escapee. Architecture in Helsinki. There you go. You're plugging it in. It's very important. Just squiggle. Yeah. Um. So. Matt's songs I want to talk about. The first song I want to talk about is 1990 in Columbia. Um, this was on Somebody Somehow. I've listened to this song a lot, and I feel like 
I'm, I'm happy to talk about it because I feel like it's a song that pretty much everybody in the whole wide world can relate to. Exactly. And I think that it's something, um, it's a, it's clearly about like a relationship with a friend exactly. who that just kind of breaks down. And, and I've definitely been there with a lot of, I mean, certain friends I can think of off the top of my head. Um, you know, who you don't have to, obviously don't have to tell me who that song is about, but like, is it about something specific? Is it generally about just like, just like relationships in, in, in general with friends that diverge because I'm, I'm gonna let me play some of it it's first, very though. specific it yeah, is very it specific is. so let's start so in the beginning there lyrically yeah lyrically yeah. um and we'll we'll talk about the instrumentals for this song too you, it's you about say, my old my... band that's what it's about yeah okay um so it's just i mean without getting into detail about what had happened and then just making it a more um neutral thing to talk about mm-hmm. it's about being in the moment with somebody where Things are breaking down, and there's mm-hmm. work that I could have I could have done. There's things that I could have said. There's things that that my guy in the song could yeah. have said, could have done, and he could. I remember just you know we were talking about some heavy stuff, and it was a make or break moment. Yeah, and it ended up being a break moment because you know he just couldn't look up at me he and didn't care. You know, and and it's tough to be on that side of things where someone can't look at you you know and i'm always the i'm very easy to get along with you know like but my my baggage like affects people and because i know how that feels like on both sides and all of us all their their baggage doesn't affect me in the same way and so i i can't relate to people when i wouldn't i can't empathize with a angry feeling when I wouldn't be ang- angry if the roles were reversed. And so it was just crazy to have, you know, a, a brotherhood turn into, a, you know, uh, actions that I had done as small as I felt they were at the time caused mistrust. And, you know, it just, it, it doesn't feel good to. Do you think I can relate to this? Not be able to be looked at, you know? <laughs> Oh, anyone can exactly. Yeah, anyone can. You know, unless yeah. unless you're Very unless specific. you've never yeah. wronged anybody, which no one's ever done. Yeah. Well, you've never been wronged. I think one thing right. you said that really struck a chord with me was even as small as a moment as it seemed, it just somehow grew without yeah. you even real like under your yeah. own nose. You know, like, I had no idea that same. What I, went I was doing something similar, was affecting very similar. People. I went through something very like similar. That. Very uh, important. Well, right. It's a lot of times too. It sounds like was this a person that just generally did not like conflict? I mean, are you a person that generally does not like conflict? I would call myself, uh, like, yeah, I'm not a pacifist. You know, I've never gotten into a fist fight, mm-hmm. and that speaks only for myself. They and suck. The people that I could have gotten into fist fights with—that's <laughs> the worst. Yeah, and it. You know, sometimes you're called upon where that's just the only option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never. 
mm-hmm. been at that level with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, that's to me is is if that's the only way you can solve something great. But for this specific situation, it was to me something that, and I I just don't like kicking people out of my life, no yeah. matter what. It's hard. Whatever they're going through. I'd rather just let them not criticize them for it. Even if it does affect me in some way, I kind of believe that to be selfish for other people's actions to like affect me in any way. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, that's as if they're as if so much easier said than done. Exactly. But like, like you said that as if their horrific moment in life is affecting you. Right. You know, like how that's how, that's why I feel selfish. Like if someone's going through so much pain and they're like, their effect, it's like hurting me. My first thought isn't what an asshole. It's, I feel horrible for that person. Like that's, that's the, that's the, and that's called empathy, right? I mean, like that's what you're, you're, you're identifying with them. Trying to. Uh, At least, and that's all we can do. We can't, I mean like the attempt is it. You know, that's it. That's the best we can do. A lot of music by the people that we've had on this show so far has been, uh, uh, like, a champion. Has been champion music for, that's not a way to describe it. A lot of the music that we've listened, or a lot of the musicians that we've had in here, and a lot of the music that they write, share that sentiment with what you are describing. Sure. Where it's, it it voices just, and and I think Brian Perino is a perfect example, of just trying to feel for people that, like, you normally don't wouldn't want to yeah. or wouldn't be really be able to you know and right but that's that is the it, right thing it, to do but it, it's, not only is it the right thing to do it helps you find peace exactly. with the whole situation yeah. and i'm a person and and you know me more better than connor and seamus obviously knows me really well where for many many years i like could never let anything go yeah. i just held on to every last thing anybody ever said to me any last thing everybody ever did to me right and when I finally let that stuff go, it it changed my life. It didn't. It's not even like it was just a a minor thing that just made me a little more comfortable. It quite literally changed my life. Of course. Um, and it's not an easy thing for people to do. It's really all about self awareness. Uh, I mean, like, how do you guys feel about grudges? Like, what is do you find yourself like holding any of them? Do you? I mean, even like as minuscule as like the president like you know it's like do i i have a grudge for him because i fucking can't stand him that's my personal opinion don't hate me for that mm-hmm. um but but that's well, just or no do, no no if you do you're an asshole i don't anyway. but my, my point is is that like it's like i like what dan says like the grudge thing has been a tough thing for me like i'm 30 i still find myself like yeah. hating people for things that they did to me that i feel are like so ridiculously wrong and like it, I spiral about it. It's not just like a thought. It's a spiral, like yeah. where I have to close my eyes and breathe through you it. Have and like, to do work. It's work. It takes right. effort. Yeah. But at the same time, when so I mean, that's just how it goes. When you do something or when you say something, at some people that uh, switch flips, and they just can't look at you the same the way, same yeah. way again. And so that's just it's very common. And I yeah. get I get why people hold grudges especially over for things that they deserve to hold grudges that's for and tough, that's that's, that's where subjective yeah. and objective becomes yeah, it just determines about your self-worth and yeah. what you're who willing deserves to put up a gr- with like, who deserves yeah, hatred who really deserves exactly. you know like, but like nobody it's exactly. like no one does but well, then you find these justifications <laughs> this where the lines get drawn <laughs> what determines a person I don't know why you're talking there's to definitely me. people that I hate. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm having a hard time forgiving someone in my life, and I, I know that's a very difficult thing to do. I think there's a difference between, you know, you can still feel for someone and not care about, you know, like not care about them necessarily, or yeah. not necessarily like them even. You know, it's just a matter of Right, you can care about someone empathy. without liking them. Or, empathy yeah. for, for the fact that people are in the world are going through really bad shit. Yeah. It could probably maybe worse than you, maybe not worse than you. Maybe, but you you have to constantly be thinking about self awareness. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's and I, I talked about I talked about in I talked about it in the last episode. Uh, David Foster Wallace has a you know a commencement speech called the, water. "This Is Water," this is water yeah. and it's all about just being aware but not aware at the same time. Like that's kind of kind of how people live their lives day in day out. It's like you go to the grocery store and. You're, you're pissed off because you're waiting in line for too long or there's people too many people and it's like well, what about think about some of these people that are in front of you you know this, this person in front of you is is uh, bitching and moaning about something and it's annoying you but maybe they're about to go home and get fucked up by their husband or maybe they're right, on food stamps and really they're don't. arguing about the with the person about paying for their food or you know it's like you don't know what other people are going through so you you need to really empathize with that fact and just kind of try and work. You need to work on that all day, all the time. Yeah. So, but, and the, the quicker it gets done, the, um, less it becomes this thing you need to actively work towards, right. you yeah. know, it's when it, you call it self-awareness, when you can just be aware that, at, all right, this is, this is my moment to feel this way and I'm stressed and I'm not thinking about other be- people because I'm, worried about this this and that Mm -hmm. those things cloud your awareness but it doesn't mean that you're not every human is entitled to that you know to those worries to those moments of blindness it's like instead of hating yourself for having that moment being like what is wrong with me just go oh no i'm a human being exactly and the quicker the quicker you you can justify everything and there's no wrong or right there's no rhyme or reason but it, it just becomes to the the quickest path to peace within yourself you know, mm-hmm. and you you will just be a joy to be around to everybody. And yeah. that, everyone struggles with that. When I'm, I think the best picture to paint and to the way to describe this for myself is when, if I wake up in the morning, and I pop on my phone and I'm scrolling through social media, and I'm like liking everything and commenting and being very positive, then you know I'm in a correct quote-unquote mindset right good space meanwhile if i wake up and i'm like oh that's stupid oh that's fake like oh i don't care about that like oh that's a dumb opinion i get off that right away because it's not conducive to anybody and the only person that's hearing those thoughts are are myself and so just nip them in the bud and you know have a coffee eat an apple (laughs) and play some guitar you know work towards something productive that's what i've been up to the past couple months that's great i mean that's a dan's been helping me a lot with like through a lot of these problems i've been having like which staying productive like doing things you just don't want to do and like and being like no just do it and then you do it and you feel better and it's that simple and it's it's just really hard to make those the same same exact issue when you remember when you were it's initiating that's the hard thing and for anyone with who struggles you know i take a fucking cocktail of pills every day it's it's (laughs) anybody who suffers from crippling anxiety knows that you the initiate it's not doing the thing it's initiating and yeah I, it's, it's the before. thinking about oh my yeah, god it's the what before. is this thing and then yeah. and then that spirals into what else am i thinking about that i have to do or take care of what you need to do to break out of that is you need to you know obviously force yourself to do it but also you need to think about constantly how you're going to feel after. afterwards yeah 
So, uh, you know, if, if you ever re- read a book that I highly recommend that really helped me a lot called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, he talks a lot about putting yourself purposely into uncomfortable situations so that when unexpected uncomfortable situations happen, you're a lot more prepared to deal with them, like, mentally. You know, like, your head is is, is, is already there, and you know that you're going to feel better afterwards, so it's going to be a lot easier to initiate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's obviously that doesn't happen overnight. Right, like, that you have to uh, you're talking day. about the comfort zone. Yeah, and, right, and right. a big thing with exactly. anxiety is when you're in the comfort zone, you're comfortable. So leaving why the would you leave zone, the comfort even zone? the idea yeah, is, quote unquote yeah. of leaving the comfort zone brings upon anxiety like, and the word crippling I mean like I like people they gloss over that word yeah. like it doesn't mean anything it's crippling yeah. like right. to where you're like I use this here yeah like, it's like I'm gonna under the tables where I live and like Which, it's crippling it is it honestly is is even more of a test of resilience because having that way down makes it impossible to do something as as simple for a musician as you know playing their instrument writing a song of course you, know, yeah. you, you come up with all these reasons not, not to, to do, do something it. you just and so i've been like that i you know straight up smoke hella weed that helps yep. yeah definitely <laughs> just yeah. calms my thoughts puts them Absolutely. in a in a proper <laughs> it, there's no such thing as compartmentalizing thoughts, these, but, these thoughts yeah absolutely yeah. and uh, it's funny because on the exterior I am very relaxed and everything but yeah. I, every, every human has those yeah, there's an ocean underneath and then yeah. even even it's only getting worse and worse because the more on demand everything is in life nowadays yeah. it just causes these we're just yeah we're we're fried in a way yeah. that 20 years ago 30 years ago things were a little more natural and yeah. just so the you know the spark of the the turn of uh the 2000s just has brought everything's in your face right away yeah. attention spans yeah. are 15 seconds well, long so this and, is this is a good brings me to a good point too um there's throughout this this pandemic there's been a, a word that's been keep is brought up constantly uh, as a as a way of um basically helping others this is how we survive as people and this is how we become better and healthier now and it's distraction we need distraction like baseball needs to come back because we need distraction we need concerts to come back because it's distraction we yeah. need distraction now that word is so interesting to me because it's like if we're constant we need distraction why are, should we be focusing on the issue right yeah. like it's it's like our everything outside of our lives that is comfortable to us is is labeled as distraction yeah. Like I, like I, I, it's such an interesting word because I, yeah. I don't, I don't, need, I don't want to be distracted. It definitely has a negative connotation. It yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. does, and and it's, but, but that's people will like, they're like, oh, I need distractions from my regular life, yeah. and that's how I'll be happy. And it's like, hold on, no. what's the source it's of your unhappiness? Not, right, right? distraction like, only going to hold you is back. A stimulation, right? Yes. Absolutely. So people are looking to attach themselves to things that make them feel. You yeah. Know, as simple as that. So when we are missing these normalcies for the past couple months. Yeah, it's, whatever those are. We have so much, <laughs> right, right. We, have, we have so much <laughs> I, more idle time to, we don't have those common things that we can attach to, those distractors yeah. that make us feel okay. And, right. you know, 
where temporarily sitting and not having something to distract yourself with now you're actually forced to do mental work and spend time with yourself hey yeah that's a good thing and people it is yeah it's, very, it's supposed it to be feels bad at the, in the time of right. it but man the again thinking of the after how are you going to feel after this yeah like you're gonna f- i yeah. mean i i love sports i do love uh the art of any sport <laughs> like uh, well just the art of any sport yeah. you know someone uh, because i'm passionate about music yeah i appreciate passion thank on you. anything thank you for saying that i appreciate that. that too and and anyone thank listening to this that. that knows me is probably going to be like that motherfucker doesn't no, like sports no, that's do you the make thing. but i like, totally appreciate athleticism exactly. 100%. how could you love the dallas cowboys and place and also write songs it's like i can do both absolutely <laughs> i'm not a jock or musician okay it's like but it's just so, such a so ridiculous I have a, I have a question about your involvement with the dallas cowboys go ahead <laughs> how emotionally invested are really? you in it's their bad. performance it's bad right so see that i can't agree with you can't agree but with I just don't empathize because, with that. Because you cannot understand how I have nothing to do with the outcome of this game. Yeah. Come on. That's yeah. the best I can do on the fucking couch, no, right? Man, that's, that's but then it ends fan. and I'm punching holes in the wall and I'm like, this guy makes too much fucking money. Like, it's just like, <laughs> dude, it's like, it's a spiral. I mean, well, really what it is though, and again, it's athletics. I love the live drama. Anything can happen. The tip of a ball. Yeah. The guy making a play to end the game. Like and nobody knows what's going to happen. No, I love that, the that's live a cool thing drama. It, and sure. I coach soccer for a living as well. So I like, I love how sports relates to common life kids especially uh, growing up with teams they learn team building behavior and great attitude they they understand different walks of life when they play with different kids of different races different backgrounds all that stuff is so amazingly important especially at a young age it's like all that's and then if, if you want to even go st- take a step further politically lebron james says something or ha- better example patrick mahomes is the is the quarterback for the kansas City chiefs yeah. right now he's biracial those Kansas City Chiefs fans, they don't see color. They see championships. They win the game. They win that the big game. They're celebrating. This is Kansas City's time. It doesn't matter what color he is. The second he gets on camera and says, hey, we need to start, folks. We start listening to each other. We need to take care of these problems that are going on in this country. That is going to challenge people's racism to a point where it's going to, it's going to, it's, it's beneficial. Have positive impact. Absolutely. Exactly. Because they're like, you know what? Damn, I never even looked at him as a minority. You know, I looked at him as a quarterback to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's got a helmet on. Nobody's looking at him as like someone who grew up. In a, in a in a hard home and like and and that's what's gonna bring these things together. I, it's I super commonly important. find people that say keep politics out of sports, keep politics that's out silly. of music. It's the See, same so thing. The those thing are, is, those is, people have very silly. ignorant views. Yeah, that's the, a silly. the thing is about everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything like that, though, is that it's not fucking politics. It's not something that should just be described as. This is this is you know political. Keep yeah. the political politics out of it. This is not politics. This is life, ethics, human yeah. decency, yeah. ethics, yeah, moral morality. People being and... treated terribly for a reason that they have no control of. They're yeah. born right. into a body with a different skin color, right. and they're being treated terribly True. because of that. And I think Back it takes it literally takes for you know white dudes. I mean, I'm I'm Latino, but I I'm look. I look white. I benefit from white privilege, and it, it's gonna You're very take, handsome it's either gonna, way. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna take four white dudes and more groups of white dudes like us sitting around a table and talking about this shit and being real about it. Yeah. Robin D'Angelo said, "If you don't see color, how are you gonna see racism?" And that's the same thing what Seamus is talking about. It's it's you know we don't see color, we don't see color, and that's great. And now, it's it's that's not a thing. That that is not that is not it's a distraction. An anti-racist statement to say that you don't see color. It is ignoring what the problem is. Well, see, it's and funny. It's before I saw that point, I 
tried to attribute myself to, you know. Me too. Well, and then I get it. To to me, I can find a way to justify not seeing color. It's that you don't have any sort of separate brain pathway reaction when you see a person. If your brain does not tick differently, depending on the color of your skin, you genuinely don't see color and it but what has become a, a positive thing to say from that and why people denounce the mindset I don't see color is because now you're being ignorant to that's, the that's struggle what it is. That's, of ignorance. people of color. It's exactly. ignorance. It's not so I learned that. It's I'm, not, and that's, and me too. Yeah. And I learned that too because, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing and another thing that I've, I feel like I've learned throughout all this too is the biggest problem and the biggest, the, the people that are doing the most harm on a day-to-day basis to you know ending racism are people like me who before thought i fucking knew everything about everything and that you know i'm i'm, I'm not racist i know i'm not Dude, racist. we elected obama it's like i, I voted for obama two <laughs> times like, of course it. it's like no that's bullshit racism's over like you need to yeah. what exactly what you just said like you need to reflect on that stuff yeah. yeah and you need to think about it constantly and realize like yeah people that say like oh i don't see color or even people that say like other racist shit they're they're not necessarily bad people but you know, I don't see myself as a bad person either. I don't see myself as a racist person. Do I have capacity for racism? Yeah. Absolutely. The same yeah. way as a fucking KKK member does. That would honestly. Be, it would be silly because, to, to deny that. So, yeah, like, because, like, I don't see... And, and that's that's how we need to start looking at this stuff. You, you can't look at racism as something that is uh, uh, just mean things being said to people that... that or, or things being said to people who, who said mean things that are racist. It's like, that's not what it is. It's systemic. Yeah, it's more ingrained. Right. In, in our culture. Yeah, I mean, that's what these things are, are, are bringing. This is a good thing. I mean, this you know is what's a such thing. a small shame right now? What's that? We're talking about something so heavy, and like every, every like 20, 30 seconds, I'm just like, you have to pay. You have to pay. <laughs> we can take, take a break. quick break. take a break. Black Lives Matter. That's Black what, Lives <laughs> fucking matter seriously. for sure. Yes. Take a quick break. Nobody's completely informed. Now, call call <laughs> me it? like a rabbit hole cons- conspiracy theorist, but I just genuinely cannot trust anything I see on my screen. Like I just yeah. there's there's to me there's just some weird underlying agenda type stuff, and I don't even try to I don't even I don't even try to um, think think about it because yeah. it's just. It's not productive, you know? It's like, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's a robot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's that going to get anybody? What's that going to do to anybody? So uh, during the break here, um, 
Connor and Matt played some songs that we will share at the end of this and some on our page to so check that out. Um, Connor actually had to leave after that. So now we just have Matt for a little while longer. He had to go work out. <laughs> he had to make sure he was still hot. <laughs> and he is. He really is. The man is attractive, he is honestly. Tall and long handsome. Arms, long arms. And those falsettos. Yeah. It's I like an him. angel. I do him. It's art at that point, you know. But what we want to talk about now is uh is the Oxymoron, your the other song on the newer uh album. Um uh, what was it called again? Oh my goodness. Las Vegas Girth. We just talked about that. Uh Girth Brooks. Seamus wanted to talk about that. Um it's your favorite song on that album, so, pretty yeah, much, right? I mean, it's it's the whole album has such variety to it, right? Right. And then, as everything has such variety to it, it always comes together of who you guys are. It was interesting to find out that Joe wrote certain songs, you wrote certain songs. Yeah. It wasn't so much as a collaborative effort, which is interesting because you guys have such a vibe. You know, there's not. Yeah. There's a consistency. Right. You know, so 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 you guys were meant to play together. That's what I mean. You were born yeah. in the same area. It, there's something, there's camaraderie, there's chemistry, obviously. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oxymoron fits in so perfectly in this way, where it's a different track on the album, and it's refreshing because it breaks away from this from from the writing that was consistently going on. And, and I mentioned that so the melodies, so the, the outro is really where it like. Dude, I'm in my sleep singing that, that nice. outro. Like, it's that good. Like, the you outro. Know, oh, it's the yeah. best thing ever. Yeah. If, if I'm going to land this bed, I should make it. Like, Why don't we listen it, to it really quick? And we will. Um, yeah, let's listen to it. Let's listen to it first, then we'll talk about it. There's two screams on the album. Two. Yeah. You, what's the other one? There's water in the basement. Oh, Connor does that. Yeah, yeah he yeah, does. Yeah. Connor, Connor does do that, that one. one. Yeah. Wow. There's actually a third really quiet one that I'm super proud of because I did. <laughs> and is. And I, uh, it's in, um, I want to say, and I was scared towards the end. Connor yes. says, I'm still here. And I ended up going for this. Uh, Similar to what I did at the end yeah. of Oxymoron. It sounds. Like it sounds. fry, like fake a, scream, okay, probably cool, with like cool. a, a butt ton of compression. Sure. Because, we pumped it up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, for, I mean. For our listeners, that this is what that sounds like. Okay, I'm in corn. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the best new metal band of all time. <laughs> I hate the term new metal. I don't know new what it metal. is, dude. Like Limp Bizkit, Corn, Mudvayne. Oh, Mudvayne. I thought you were. T- I thought you were talking about like metal that was released recently. No, new metal, uh, dude. Let's let's not stray too far away from the song because there's something I want to I want to piggyback off. Shane. Hold on, Limp Bizkit. No, I'm scared. From, <laughs> from Fred, Fred Durst. Durst so one thing I wanted to say about that song specifically and how I agree with Seamus a lot about how even though different people wrote different songs, it all kind of flows together still. Yeah, we have a mood. That yeah, like and our... piggybacking off of that, I got to admit, when I hear bands that mainly have one singer and then they have like a song or two thrown on with another person singing, it usually, sounds like a different band. Usually it's it sounds like a different band, yeah. and this time it doesn't. Well, yeah. that's cool. And I, mean, I really, does, really like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, the, your voices are clearly different, exactly. but the style is mm, the same, right. and, mm-hmm. it, and it's close enough to where it's like your voices are like complement each other a lot really well and I mean the, the listeners will hear that on the, the songs that you just played yeah, when, you see the, when they hear it and they see the videos that I recorded but I, I think it's very it, it just fits together very well and I, I, I am happy that you are you know stood back <laughs> fully like in the band right. again and still like playing with Connor again because you know I know there was like a it's little like, hiatus there and you know I'm, that's it's you guys need to play together you just need it <laughs> and like you're, you're in Connor's dynamic right like you've been since you were kids right how what was the development what did it look like I mean, like how exactly did you guys like me and connor sure i mean like was it i know you say you, you know each other forever but you didn't meet each other till what eighth grade freshman year um so it's funny because like same with you seamus same with you dan like i don't remember like exactly how all of a sudden it's just like we're friends yeah you know? uh-huh. sure and <laughs> I can definitely recall like the moment that it was me, Connor, and Joe. We were at uh, mm-hmm. O'Neill's, sure, aka Manasquan Beach House, aka, AKA the Whale House, the Salty Whale, yeah, the yeah. Salty, salty Whale. Salty yeah. whale. That's what I call Manasquan. So at the time, it was Manasquan Beach House. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. And uh, shout out to Shirley. <laughs> and we were watching a uh, Grin and Bear show. Okay. And me and Connor were fanboying, and right. he was harmonizing yeah, yeah. Harmoni- harmonies that weren't there, and I was harmonizing yeah. harmonies that weren't there. <laughs> Guys, we're a band. And we looked yeah. at each other, locked yeah. eyes, and we're just from like, across the room. And, and then so, you made out. Oh, no, yeah, I'm sorry. I, was like, and I, 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 I was a couple beers deep, so I was a little more like, <laughs> yeah, yeah ma- like every sentence sort of ended beer. with man and bro. And like, also, but he's also like, I know he just left. Yeah. Like, I want to hug him. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Can he cuddle me for a second? No, Gosh. I mean, I, I have... I have friends that, you know, I was cool with before I was close to Connor. Sure. And then me and my close friend would hang out with Connor. And we've both, without Connor, we're in the room, have agreed that he's, like, one of the best people yeah, we know. Dude. Just so funny, so wholesome. I mean, I feel that way about all the Moss dudes. Like, I'm the Whitleys hey, are Neil, great dude. people. Oh, Nigel. God, yeah. yeah. I, uh, Neil, Nigel. I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't oh, know Oh, it's Nigel funny because both. even, I think we, when we had formed Senia Moss, I still was, like, doing that. Oh, them. between Neil and yeah, Nigel? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm trying to think of which one I know. I know Do you know Neil. the the bass player of Moss? Oh, no. Well, no, because he, he's closer to, to your my age. age. Yeah. yeah. But we spoke with him. You. We did actually get the chance to speak with him on the phone, nice. which is awesome. Not with, uh, with Nigel. With Nigel, yeah. yeah the yeah, bassist, yeah. 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 And he was... <laughs> it's like you guys are like so... You're, you're, you're kismic. Like you're... Yeah. Joe yeah, like, and Nigel have a project that they've had since right you What's know that they were ufo, UFO tofu. Tofu. right yeah, right, yeah. right you can check them out on spotify yeah. they actually as long as they've been a band they put a recording out 
within the past year or two, mm-hmm. and uh, it was longly anticipated and is really it's awesome. Good. Awesome. Yeah. I've, yeah. yeah, I've listened. I've dabbled in it since, uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks since we've been trying to get, like, more guests and stuff. So I've listened to it a little bit. It sounds awesome. Right. Um, and just unique. I mean, all the stuff that, that you come out with, that Connor comes out with, that, you know, whatever projects, uh, you know, Nigel and all you guys that are involved in, it, it it's all very – it's unique, but also fits into this culture that we're in here. Yes, yeah, this very, Jersey. You culture. separate yourself yeah. from from because, like you know, it just the progressive rock aspect of it. How, how does that even work with? Whenever I'm watching you guys, I feel like it's how long does it take for you and Connor to sit down and be like, yeah, this is what goes here and this is what goes here because it's there's so many complicated parts. For me, the first person to teach me about music other than like four or three just very generic yeah, pulses sure. was billy preston oh uh, not you know randy that, of yeah. karmic's little Dude, brother we, yeah we circle around the same conversation I know. well if y'all are skaters the, you know billy are you kidding <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> Billy Shreds, dude. Yeah. This is the second time we've seen Best this. Best skateboarder to come out of Wall Township, bro. He, he could be a pro. Could. Yeah. I've been saying to Billy he should be pro. Uh, he is incredible. Yeah. yeah. And then Randy, I grew up with as in St. Catharines, actually. Right. So me and Randy grew up together outside of Wall Township. Um, and I'm not even quite sure Randy remembers this, uh, but he actually got me in trouble when I was in third grade for bearing a brick in my front yard. And he told my mom. And I was like, Randy, that's a weak move. But damn, do you play guitar well? We were in third grade, honestly. <laughs> I, I would kick my third grade self. Dude, wouldn't ass. we all? Yeah. Wouldn't we all? Like, I wasn't better than, dude. Yeah, but I, yeah. he was playing with BB King in Stone Pony at like eighth grade. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that kid was, yeah. he was a prodigy. He still is. Yeah. Um, I know he's he's definitely at the forefront of um, activism, and he's like, he's, you know, he's a he's a strong, a strong voice. Yeah. So <laughs> I, w- I would go over the Prestons, yeah. and um, me and Billy would be hanging in the basement. Okay. And he'd be like, this is how you play in 7 8. And so he, he was a drummer. He Billy originally. Is. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, even he can actually. He's play really guitar. good at drums. Yeah, I heard he though, can, well, really, really course, good. That's yeah. been his thing. Yeah. I've never heard him play drums. No. Really, not once. No, nope. you're missing out. No, I'm sure. I, yeah. I, I imagine. Timmy and I flirted with the idea of asking him to play drums in our cover band for a while, and we we're like, I don't think he's gonna be done for that. No. <laughs> right. I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask. But, yeah, yeah. So he he was the first person to sit with me and have the patience to be like you know take away an eighth note like just any little way he could describe or make me understand how these terms which is time signatures worked it that gave me the foundation for then i believe me and him were coming up with the first riffs that i had ever written not in four and the band that i was in previous actually the band that i was in with billy we were at first predominantly like a reggae funk band which mm-hmm. completely relies on four yeah and so the first song i wrote with moss fast forward a couple years um after billy had given me his uh approach on it just i would call it math rock you can say yeah, up to yeah, that yeah. Where i love, you I love I, hearing this because dude, billy billy's always been like a special mind to me so this is oh yeah he's brilliant. such so i've never even known about his musical I've never even talked to him about this musical aspect of him. Right. All we've discussed I, the is whole skating. time, dude. The whole time that we were skating together, all I had no fucking clue he played the drums. I didn't know he played any instruments. I wasn't really play. quite no, sure he yeah, was I a had musician. No idea. Yeah, I mean, and then when I heard he's like this amazing drummer, I was like, of course, of course he is. Of course. Well, not, <laughs> not to mention, like this is just so everything. extracurricular. But like you could just be talking to him like in the grass in some field, and he'll just pop a feet 
backflip back on his dude, feet. Dude, I just, know. He's like an like acrobat, that. like yeah. in real life constantly. He's a, he's a yeah. wild animal. Dude, he's a, he's a, <laughs> kid, it's just like there's certain people that just have this t- And then we had, uh, we had this one sesh we were hanging out. Uh, we were doing this exercise that was recycled from my dad and his friends from high schools back in the day. They call it the deck of cards. And so one day, me and Billy are in our buddy's room and we're going tit for tat on the deck of cards, which is you shuffle a deck, you flip it over. If it's red, you do that number of sit-ups. So you would do nine sit-ups. And, and so over time, you actually do like 52 yeah. Yeah. mini sets oh, yeah. of either crunches yeah. or push-ups. And he was pushing me so hard to finish the deck. And I, was, I, I would get like a three black, which means three push-ups. And I'd be like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Muscle like, failure. Yeah. yeah, and he's bit, he's like jacked, dude. Like the yeah. kids, you know, it's kind of hot. Good guy. Say, so he taught he taught me about he taught me about five. Yeah. He taught me about seven. He taught me about just how to count. Yeah. and make it musical. How to how to how to make it musical? Something I yeah. still do not yeah. understand. But continue. Right. <laughs> it, it, is, it, is, it takes yeah. you know doing it. And yeah, it's really only it. something that I've been like. So then, really fast forward to I'm writing my first song in a couple years. Mm-hmm. And it's with Moss, and it's 1999 in Colombia, mm-hmm. and the chord progression is very simple, but the the pizzazz of it is that I'm that counting half, that half note. Right, at so the end so of this the... is right. So well, it's yeah. a turnaround almost because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what math rock is to me. Yeah, and how I view it numerically, I have a phrase, a riff, right, and I'm playing that riff in six, and then in five. And I do that three times. And then the fourth time, I'm just like, well, let me just do five and then six. I just the opposite of how I was counting. Absolutely. And it, it just gives it, it this little extra boom. hop yep. turnaround. Little vibe, yep. So even though the chord progression is very generic, which we were talking about before, it's hard for me as a songwriter to just be like D, D C, C, G. And, and then, then this is a great song. Right, yeah. because you're... You're thinking filling of everything in these that's gaps. already been yep. done. The you're judging yourself the, too hard. Absolutely, so, yeah. And that's why I give credit to people that can turn Same. gold into a two chord song. That's yeah, to me, man. Yeah. Song. It's amazing how they can yeah, turn right. gold. They're it's, my favorite band of all time. Yeah, it's, a, it's a skill. I've said that seven times on this podcast. And, and so, so <laughs> like, I cannot stop saying that. Those, those my favorite band Those numbers are for me like a my own personal way of be of justifying how to write a song it's with your a own equation chord progression. it's your own equation yeah. like this is your approach this is how you find the way to your completion right like to the finish line um and there's a completion to it right there's a start there's a middle there's an end exactly um it's it reminds me of what we were talking about with erica i mean like how she she we were like do you change i'm not because her i played just, shows with her they just um, change randomly actually, she was uh, at when me and Connor were living together with George and Tim of Halogens. Mm-hmm. We had a yeah, couple house gig. shows. I saw her. That was the, where I met her. I right. met her oh, at your nice. house yeah. at that acoustic gig, and I bought her EP from her, and that's how, that's how it started. How it yeah. started, yeah. So. And she, she basically just plugs in. How she put it was she has these riffs in A, this amount of time signature, but she'll just plug them in right so like this time signature is rolling with a then boom out of nowhere this next time signature but it works right because it's all in the same key of course but but at the same time it all still familiar like everything still feels comfortable 
and that's what you guys do. That's like yeah. that's my favorite. I'm realizing that's my favorite stuff. Is the stuff that I'm uncomfortable for a second because I'm like, wait, this is I'm, different. I'm this not, is uncomfortable. Yeah, no, this exactly. is right, right. You're, you're not bobbing your head to exactly. I mean, dude, a 15 you've eight heard us. riff. You've yeah, heard yeah, us. Right. Like we're not right. You're not unless you're bobbing your head in eighth notes and then you'll be on the beat. <laughs> yeah, but if you're, but then like, you're doing a jazz that half tempo thing, then, you're like, wait, where? All of a sudden, right. I'm off. It doesn't feel right, natural. Right, right, right. A lot of people are into that. They are because yeah. of our. There's a natural rhythm to our bodies, our heartbeat, yeah. um, the ocean. Not to sound so hippie, but it's there's true, a there's though. a rhythm. Well, there's, there's also rhythm. and and there's also something that happens in your brain that loves just comfortable sounding right. notes. Sure. Like we said, people with high anxiety nice rewatch yeah. the same yeah. shows to so. feel comfortable, which is interesting. I'm sure music is the same way. Right, Bob How Burgers, many? The Office, <laughs> uh, It's Always Sunny. I'm, I'm pretty glad sure you're it's a South Burgers Park fan. Family Guy. Yeah, yep, all it. those. That's yeah, much, yeah, American much, Dad. Pretty much mostly what I watch. Yeah, me too. Same. I mean, like cartoons. And but I am someone. So like you, you, you will search for music. You have that thirst, right? Like you're like. Oh, I gotta find a new band. I have to find a new show. Yeah, me too. Like I gotta find a new show that connects and hits me. Right. And for some reason, I'm more passionate about that than music. <laughs> like, like, well, like yeah. what happened if... to me, dude? I swear to God, I used to love this stuff. And it's not that I don't love it. It's just like You're do- we're doing this. You know, I think I, no, honestly, like music Kudos, has become babies. music. So I'm 30, right? We've been playing since you said you were eight. I was. 15 or 13 around that age. Well, did you start playing guitar? I didn't start playing guitar until I was 11. Yeah, and around that's that. that's when I can, even though I was given that foundation, sure. and honestly, I attribute uh, that early on to having a good ear because in fourth and fifth grade, I was looking at yeah. huge blown up notes, mm-hmm. simple C's, D's, and mm-hmm. G's on uh, the violin. It just gave me that sense uh, yeah. early on. Yeah. And especially types of things that you're, you're not going to be taught because those 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 are your that's your own self discovery. Right. Like you finding those. Like for instance, I the first song I ever recorded was Good Riddance by Green Day. <laughs> and the first thing I ever actually recorded was the violin solo on the keyboard. Like, nice. Yeah, of course, great solo. And like so I'm doing that and I was like, wow, like this is a this is like a this is a lead melody of like and it made me understand the song in 6th grade. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. as more is just then like a you know, do you remember being in sixth grade and feeling how, well, what did you feel about music? I mean, it was like just I don't know. stupid. I don't like, even you know. Just, yeah. exactly, if you've never yeah. even tried to pick up an instrument and tried to play it, you, like people who play instruments or have even tried appreciate music in a different way than those who have never done that. Well, that's why I think everyone should. I yes. mean, no one's, not everyone's Absolutely. going to, no, but I do not. think it's super healthy to have just put that effort in. It's great you know, for your I, brain. Let me ask you this, and I'm sure, do you guys ever hear the term constantly, you're a musician's band? Yeah, I guess is that. that frustrating. Um, it's frustrating for me. You're a band's band. Well, like we're a band's band. What, we're what, constantly told that. What we're I a band's hear, band. what I hear, is that imagine if people said the opposite, I would be insulted. Like you're a people that you're don't know fan. anything about yeah. music love you guys. Okay. It's like what are you telling me? <laughs> good point. So when when you're Matt, telling me that point. we're when you're a musician's well. band, I, I get humbled in a sense because I'm like, all right, so people that understand music would like this because they appreciate the musicality that goes into. Do you it. ever notice the people that are telling you that though go, I have no idea what the fuck you guys just yeah. did, but what? I know for a fact someone who knows what you did would isn't, like it. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> though? So so when. I listen to math rock, or sure. and, you know, one of my. Can you give me examples? What What's a math rock? Band okay, to you I'll spell you... it. H e l l a. So wait, it's C H O N. Ton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I know. We've talked about so, this before. So Hella <laughs> is uh, two people. It's like a thrash guitarist and a thrash drummer. Okay. And to me, when I listen to them, it sounds like chaotic noise. 
And so kudos to the person that listens to Hella and it's like, yeah, that's like 17, eight. And then, you know, a measure of three. That's and a then, band's band. Right. That is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A musician's band. <laughs> yeah, so, but, and, but you and appreciate that I person. love hearing yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. When I, when I, cause I hear a chord progression where it's C G D and I know just sonically that those are the this notes, those next. are the chords. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's when, you understand music theory in a simple way like I do where you know what a one is, you know what a two is, you know what a yeah. three is, all the way up to eight, which is the octave. Like, write this down, guys. Yeah. No, I, I, you taking notes, and, kids? And, and But then you have something like jazz where it takes those rules and, and just complicates them and, and makes them so complex that if you didn't understand music theory on, on such an immersive level – you wouldn't be able to just show up to a random jazz gig and, no. and be like, I got this. Because jazz is taking several steps forward from the normal. Right. Um, and it's it's uncomfortable for most yeah. people. And it should be. It yeah. shouldn't be. It's, it's... Well, if we're talking about rhythmic differences ahead, yeah. to the norm, like math rock, mm-hmm. and then we're talking about melodic differences like jazz, um, that's what generic music is. It's the polar opposite of jazz. It's the right. polar opposite of yeah. math rock. It's four chords and yeah. it's four beats yeah. and it's, it's three comfort. minutes and 20 seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it well, like, it's like, marketable. Yeah. I want to know the verse, chorus, yeah. verse, That's what Bob Burnham says. Bridge. I need to learn the song after just one listen. Yeah. I have no patience for three listens. Who said that? <laughs> Bo Burnham. Bo so, Burnham. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah, repeat yeah. stuff, repeat stuff, repeat stuff, repeat yeah. stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah. Everybody, repeat stuff, repeat yeah. stuff. Like, dude, like, and everybody repeats stuff. And, yeah. like, and that's the point. Like, you know it after one listen. It's, you feel it after one listen. It takes no effort. It takes no time. Yeah. And, and It's just it's just your, your brain. Just yeah, like, just going, yeah, cool, a sunset. As Perfect. we were talking about with Connor before, so he has this inner struggle as a songwriter to be like, oh, well... The musician in me wants to spice this up and make this more complicated. Yeah. But just the soulful Song music writer, appreciator yeah. is like, there is nothing wrong with just writing a beautiful That's melody sweet. and just showing who I am <sighs> and what I have to say over two notes, two chords. It's and a so, struggle, man. It right. Is, right. I mean, that's just the. the I feel like you're falling into this, the rest of. I mean, you know, like if you're free, if you're not judging yourself, you're gonna come up with your best so, material. So let's, and let's, no one can 100%. just hundred percent do that. Let's listen to Greener really quick, just the beginning, because I think that's a good example of what you were talking about. Yeah. Um. Where so let's just listen. So kind of pretty complicated in the beginning. And then this, just like just like split chords, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, and that's what we're talking about. It's like you can appreciate this totally in addition to that. There are so many bands that are just like they just wanna they just wanna like be complicated Impress all the, the time. Pants off of it's you. like yeah, they just have to be yeah. like all over the fretboard all the time and like so, like you have bring no us home. Room. Yeah, that, that note well, is bringing us home. Maybe you know I mean? like, because that is just what they jive on. Yeah, you know? so yeah. There's, perfect that's what they're no, you're not, mentally yeah, you're not capable wrong about of. that absolutely not no i mean you, you when you hear a song it's either did this person write this song for a reason or did they write it because it just came from them and that's who they are as an artist and, yeah. and as an artist you just create things yeah as that. and sometimes for it gets no reason sometimes it gets songs that are 
like the complete opposite. Like they're just like they're pop music. Shit yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for seeing where I was going. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. That you yeah. hear on the radio. They're just shit out. Yeah. And I'm I'm not knocking songs that I like. I'm not either. It's literally just like a, it's like a formula. I'm knocking songs that I dislike. Same. <laughs> yeah. 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 Objectively. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. what's good. I know what's good. We know what's good. Bruno, keep doing it. Okay. All right. So. What is her name? I mean, now I'm losing it. When, if I was to write a song. And the purpose of that song was to get me famous. I just, I yeah, you'd you know, be Megan Trainer. I'd be, yeah. I mean, I'd be a country. <clears throat> you'd be, I'd be a country. You'd be Megan Trainer, yeah. <laughs> I would be, I would, yeah. I would for sure be a country singer so because all you get, you know, you, Bo, another, you want to talk about a Bo Burnham yeah. joke or song that oh, I yeah, love? Yeah, it's yeah. the country song. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, yep. Yeah, Cold night, cold <laughs> yeah. beer, my pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. You know, and everybody like, jizzes their pants over these lyrics. To me yeah. and With an animal of my choosing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that all country music's bad, but there is some really fucking simple, terrible country music it's out there. Frogs that people croaking are in just, the swamp yeah. makes for a romantic sound. But, the, and then, but like those really terrible country singers <laughs> are the people it's, that I would be if so I was one. So it's like called, that's the people. <laughs> so it's called stadium country. Yes. It's not real country. Yeah. It's not right, the like Parton. Pop. It's yeah. not yeah. Like Will, Willie Nelson. It's not real exactly. folk yeah. country. Yeah. So like, like yeah. yeah, like Keith right. exactly. Like Heath Kerbin that's what or I mean. Heath Turbin. Like I'm not sure his name is. Like it's just those. Yeah, it's stadium country. It's it's pop music, and that's that's okay. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's like it's just whatever fits. It's like hard for me to. You know, appreciate. Isn't right. it funny when you hear so many people say, "What kind of music do you like?" And their mm-hmm. response is, everything, "I like everything I but country." <laughs> How often do you hear yes, that? Yes, but what do you mean? So I've said it. I've said yeah. it a lot of times. Isn't that so funny? And it's it's honest. Dude. I mean, I even like I'm not the hugest rap fan, but I, I will appreciate rap. And like you just said, the the folky country bands, like the real country bands, like Jolene by Dolly Parton, that song is a country song. Well, you're polarizing your audience by talking shit about country. (laughs) Definitely bring some nice, hearty country folk in here. Who do we? Who? Oh my lord! I do know this one. This one guy that uh, I'm not going to say his name, um, but I I, he works my office, um, my real estate office, and and he's a country singer, and he. He's like 45 years old and still like right. He has like seven albums and Dude, just like I shits them out. Where was he I born and raised? Yeah, uh, English Town, New Jersey. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he might have. I don't know. He's but he's lived in New Jersey for a long time. I think Old Bridge, New Jersey. Yeah, but being Southern but is he, an he, attitude, but not, he, a, yeah. it's not a geographical. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an image. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I mean the the I, I've said that lots of times, but. The, the country music thing. Sure. I mean, it's well, so it's so funny how grand conversations about music can get because yeah. that's what yeah. it's so hard to put art in a box. And so we're I'm not we're not trying to belittle any country artist who is just genuinely right. so Dude, fulfilled. Absolutely, yeah, if you right. feel it, right. yeah. like, okay. If it's honest, it's art. If it's honest, it's good. Yeah. Like I'm okay with honesty. I'm if always. If you have am. any lick of sense, though. You could, you know, like if you're a soulful person, you're not going to align with music that doesn't feel soulful. Like Garth Brooks or yeah, yeah, yeah. A Garth Brooks, actually, I meant to say. And I, honestly, I'm sure he's a genuine musician who's so proud. <laughs> no, to he be sucks. Where he is. Well, I feel, <laughs> dude, you gotta watch. I, I you gotta like, check out his social his social media accounts. Yeah. they're insane. Like, dude, is they're he the, the uh, he's out of his mind. Is he he's the, crazy. Is he the 
a musician who wore a Barry Sanders jersey yes. in Detroit. There you go, son. And then his fans got mad at yep. him because, because they, they thought, thought it was he Bernie was endorsing Bernie Sanders, not Barry Sanders, not Barry legendary Sanders. quarterback, yeah, legendary <laughs> running back for the for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. yeah. Now you want to talk about a dumb fucking group of people? Barry Holy shit! Sanders. It's a Lions jersey. Did Bernie Sanders run twelve hundred yards? No. <laughs> Dude, unbelievable! It's insane. I love that story. He well, he did a stadium tour where like and like he does this thing where every time he does like a stadium tour, he does like these like selfie like announcements and he's right. like, "You're gonna like this. You're gonna really like yeah. it." And you're like, like, it, like, like my penis goes inside of my body. This is Girth Brox. This is Girth okay, Brox. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it's like there was somebody who said like at a, at this point he's made he's worth so much money. That he's not even aware. Like a bottle of whiskey, he's like ten thousand or ten. I have no idea. Ten bucks or ten thousand dollars. I have no idea. Like <laughs> he truthfully has no idea like what the real world is. Like he's just <laughs> fucking just doing bonkers, well, dude. That, like so that's something that I give uh, credit to artists that we know and love that have been put into the limelight and they still seem, and manage to yeah. still maintain yeah. who they are yes. as people. A humbleness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah give me an example. Tough. Um, Macaulay Culkin. He was, he was in the Pizza Underground. I'm not sure. That was a real band. I'm not sure. I, <laughs> yeah. What did they do? They, they did the Velvet they did Underground? Velvet Underground, but about pizza. They about, just chased everything. What's that pizza. one song where they talked about cheese? Do you remember? That was like the <laughs> hit. If we Honestly, if we could find the Velvet Underground song, it's like... And then the Pizza uh, Underground redid it? Yeah, and Culkin. it's just like the... Are you the, aware of this? Do you even know this? You didn't the know hook Macaulay of it Culkin is literally a... just cheese, like, and that's what they're talking <laughs> was, about. Like, so Macaulay Culkin was in a Velvet Underground cover band where they redid every song about pizza. I'm pretty sure it's their number one hit, Velvet Underground. <laughs> number one hit. They redid to... And it's just, it's the really pizza funny. Underground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're called the Pizza Underground. Well, he's a great example of kind of what we're talking of about. Course. When you put someone in the limelight... Their life becomes so out of their own control. Yeah. Of course, it's I a mean, monster. Yeah, we've we've seen the free Britney things recently. We have no idea exactly what's going on with her. Wait, what happened to Britney Spears situation. again? Well, so I mean, I have a, a friend that um, I know on Xbox who he is like in a home right now. His uh, stepmother is in control of his medication, and they like convince him that this medication is good for him it's made him sexually inactive like you know there there are medications that um, suppress people yeah Yeah. Yeah. and so there's a theory that britney is is in a situation like that where the people controlling her her parents her you know the people that at the age of of 40 she's literally 40 years old yeah that's just that's what i've seen going around is there are people that that's why it's so hard for my political view is misinformed because I cannot right, these, view anything stuff. as credible. And, you know, I feel for every single person on this earth. And um, it's 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 wild to see what is going on. And, and then even um, to have any sort of opinion and then have it be scrutinized to a level of of cancel culture you know sure it's it causes this ingenuity you know where fine be that asshole you know that spew hateful shit and then hang out with those other hateful people you know that's what we can commonly agree on is sure is um just the the goodness of humanity you know and i, I don't know we should just 
No, absolutely. I think no, I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I know that uh, you're trying to steer away because because right. I'm just trying to be a from, nice from guy, and I don't yeah. like I don't. I know you, you don't want to. You don't I, I think and, and I and I understand that you putting know. anything in a box is yeah. is because there's put positivity out in the world right. and that type of thing. Like That's I, I, I like totally I can I can totally get on board with that. And it's happy go lucky because there is stuff we need to address. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the stuff. I think that the stuff that is being addressed um, and and things that are clearly right need to be addressed with with a level of passion, um, which is what I do unapologetically. Um, but I also think that it gets there. There is a level by which, like, you know, like I, I all the time need to be like, all right, <laughs> like I, I I apologize to people for for things that when I'm like, I know that that was fucked up. Yeah. And like everybody has moments when you know, they'll post something or they'll say something or that they didn't necessarily mean, or maybe they were just like a little yeah, more pissed off than usual or whatever, you know, it's, yeah. it's just in, in, in the limelight, especially people are, well, they're you under, know, they're under that. They got to watch that out. Heat. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I, uh, Is there anything else you want to ask? We've been talking for a long time. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot to edit right now. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, I was, yeah. It's great. I'm glad we got. I don't mean to. I don't mean to end so abruptly, but I'm um, glad we got you here, Matt. Dude, thanks so much for coming. You know, I just want to say, love you guys. (laughs) I love you too, very much. And um, I I give my love to all. You know, good (laughs) good luck to everyone out there pursuing what you will pursue, what you currently are. You can make it happen. Wish it, want it, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Matt. (laughs) So that was that that ends our interview with Doctor Phil. Yeah, that's a tough (laughs) one. That was a tough one. My own personal Jesus. This one's called "Much Easier Said Than Done." Think of a metaphor for not letting go. Mouse on shut tied to a pole. Eyes packed out a swinging scarecrow. It's a long wait, so Travel far away and never look behind again. Travel far away and never look behind again. We see some things that should have never been seen. Travel far away and make friends with all the shapes of the shadows that follow you around. It's a heavy weight to carry all night long and day. It falls to break the Maybe one day my fingers will not be 
Oh.